Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Natcom Show, SBK, Edge, Rush, Propo, not only in the house, gang, but we are recording this at 9.50 a.m. And it's your third show of the day already, Propo. Yeah, I know. it's uh, It's been a busy one and uh, probably drank a little bit too much last night as well <laughs> for Thanksgiving. Went to a bar in Stratford. It was a lot of fun, actually. Hit, oh, uh, yeah, no worries, that. actually. Yeah, absolutely no worries whatsoever. It was the, it was like a, ho- it was basically like a home, I can't remember what's called, home run hitters or something in Stratford. Where, oh, nice. Yeah, 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 where you do, and I'm actually not very good at baseball, but... With all, in all fairness, so basically it's like a simulation. You, the ball comes out. It's kind of like a batting cage essentially. And uh, I was too tall. It's really hard, isn't it? Isn't it really I, hard? It is a lot harder I mean, than in, I thought it was going like to be. Crazy. I mean, you can set the speeds, right? Yeah, like, you can set someone the was telling me it's been there. It's crazy, like crazy fast. So, you, um, but you were too tall to to hit. So, no, no. So I was too tall for it to recognize. So when I made contact with the ball, I was over the sensor. <laughs> <laughs> and I was We've so got... I lost which was as you can oh, imagine knowing me do you know how, yeah exactly do you know how frustrating that was so every time I'd hit one which I thought was a home run and I was yeah. I was get I was getting I was getting decent contact now I have to say I was quite impressed with myself uh, in certain sure, circumstances sure. and yeah. Uh, yeah it just wasn't reading it so I've uh, never been more frustrated to be honest Oh, damn it. I wish I was there. Well, you know what we've got to do? I was hanging out watching uh, Brazil, Serbia with Les Ferdinand. That, that's my story for you. Uh, the We need to do a show show trip there. That's I mean, I really want to see Carlson put his money where his mouth is when it comes to baseball. Do you think Carlson's still got it in his locker? 
Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I, I think he does. I think he'll, he'll, he'll pull it out. Although I wonder if, um, much like you getting by the center of it last night, getting frustrated. I wonder if that's what will happen. Carlson will have some form of Dorsey-esque meltdown when he, when he gets the wrong calls against him. When the computer call strikes him out, I think that could get, it could get messy. I feel sorry for who is ever working at the batting cages that day because they are getting an earful. He's going to blame the officiating. He's going to find any excuse he possibly can. Like I very much was last night by saying I was too tall for it to read. Uh, I'm sure Carlson will find even more extravagant excuses. No doubt. I, if you've got footage of Propo uh, flaming out, please send them in at the NC Show. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and guess what? TikTok rolling. Right. We've got to get down to business. Three games, of course, we're looking at in detail. We've got our Taylor Heineke Yaka. How did we get on with the Yaka last week? Tom Collins won the Yaka last week. Again, Tom Collins, Collins is, is on fire. 4-0. and He's 4-0 and with his Drew Locks of the week. He had the Bengals last week, and they obviously came through. Uh, Joe Burrow taking the Pittsburgh Steelers secondary apart and with his acker as well he came through he is on fire and it means that now we're getting closer and closer to the mm. stage where me and you don't actually do this show anymore because <laughs> we're the worst yeah. tipsters on it yeah well exactly I mean much like this dystopian editorial uh, narrative that's flying around that most of us are going to be replaced by AI at some point in the next yeah. 50 to 100 years. When it comes to edge rush, that might be sooner than that for us. <laughs> Tom <laughs> Collins and various computers rolling out 57,000 permutations of uh, of the uh, Tampa Bay Cleveland game. And uh, we'll, we'll be redundant. But hey, you say that, Propo, but my second Drew Locke of the week coming home, the, the Patriots getting it done. I mean, talk about Luck. Good karma, finally. <laughs> Good karma, finally. It's what I look. I deserved a bit. I deserved to break up some of the bad beats. So that was, um, oh, that was the sweetest. I mean, in the same way that it is gut wrenching when uh, listeners will know, I'm not going to repeat some of the ridiculous bad beats that we've had. In the same way, when you fluke a win like that, <laughs> then it is all the better for it. So my Drew Lock came in. Uh, yours didn't, right? Because you went for the... Uh, is that, am I right? Did you go for no, the... No, you are so wrong. I think it's probably the most right I've ever been in my entire life. I went on a, maybe like a five-minute rant about how fraudulent the Minnesota Vikings are. Oh, of course. What am I talking about? Yeah, you were big. And I and I, uh, I was on your gravy train there. Of course, you went on the Cowboys. It was my actually bad. my, I have to say, it was my biggest bet of the year, Nat. So it was uh, £3.50. <laughs> high roller. Well, yes, of course, uh, I, I stand corrected and remiss of me. That was a good one. So we had a good week all around. There was all three You did. Us, you uh, had, you won the first ever Baker Bold back. So the Bakers, is that what we call it? The Baker Bold pick, the Baker Bold backing. Bold back, Baker, backer. Bold Baker. To, yeah, we need to work, work it out. One. But you still won. You <laughs> yeah. said Detroit Lions were your pick uh, mm-hmm. to get the upset, and they did against the New York Giants. Detroit, Detroit yep. Lions looking very good. So very impressive from you, but obviously listen to Tom Collins as well yep. because he is flying at the minute. For the real deal. All right, enough of this uh, self-congratulatory nonsense. Let's get down to it. So three games, starting with Tampa Bay, Cleveland. The last hurrah for Jacoby Brissett, we think. I mean, Deshaun... Watson's just going to roll into the team first week he's eligible, right? You think? Or is there any way that they uh, that they will? I mean, he's going to be he's going to be in shape, but and everyone's going to expect him to stop. Is there any way he doesn't start next week? No, I think he has to start realistically because 
even if they don't have that much faith that they can make the playoffs at this point, which it's looking a little bit precarious for them. In fact, it's it's pretty much over, isn't it? They're in the same situation as the Raiders and the Broncos. It would have to be one hell of an introduction from Deshaun Watson. They definitely have to win this weekend as well. But I think because he hasn't played football in so long, they will utilize this period for him to get familiar with this offense, for him to get familiar with Stefanski and the way he likes to play, familiar with the likes mm. of Amari Cooper, Nick Chubb, probably not Kareem Hunt because he's probably not going to be there next season. So I think they utilize this period to kind of build for next year. Obviously, that being said, they don't want him to be injured, but I think it's more important that he gets some reps under his belt going into next season instead of kind of protecting him at this point. They definitely would have preferred to be a little bit more in contention. And I think they would have expected to be as well. I think they've been quite unfortunate so far this season just because they've been that exact team where even in situations where they look like they're definitely going to win, they've let up a big play or they're defensively they've made a massive mistake or their special teams have made a massive mistake and they have been unfortunate but it's uh, that is karma as far as I'm concerned yeah I mean it's an interesting point defense has been uh, been the issue right so mm-hmm. they've allowed at least 30 you know 30 or more points in five different games and Brissette's actually it, looking at depending on which way you read the numbers but it's a top 10 offense by all accounts they're averaging 24 a game uh, and of course they've got uh, uh, one of the strongest ground games in the business. Although that's an interesting matchup in this one, I think, Propo, because they're starting centers out and they're going up against the Bucks and, of course, Vita Vea. So I'm not convinced the Browns are going to get their ground game going as they typically would this time around. And I think, like many offenses, when the ground game is nullified, the plan B with a, a quarterback like Brissett and the weapons that he's got is uh, not entirely confidence inducing I think I am big on the Bucks. I'm going to come straight out and say it big on the Bucks in this matchup This the, the line has moved to three and a half right yeah the line has moved from three and a half uh, it was originally three but a lot of money mm. has come in on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as you said Tampa Bay's defense is going from strength to strength realistically at this point not only do they allow the fifth fewest passing yards but Todd Bowles' squad also boasts the number five run defense on the road specifically as well so they are tough to break down and especially how poor this team has been defensively if they can't put up points realistically you can't expect them to do much it's it's a bit of a split interestingly there's a little bit of a pros Joes thing going on with this game but nothing too extreme with Mm. sort of pros going with the Cleveland Browns I think that's just the value of the Cleveland Browns being at home and getting three and a half points it's obviously a key number so that is one thing to watch but at the same time I think after that win in Munich giving Tom Brady a bye as well to prepare for this game he's got all of his weapons back he's got Mike Evans he's got Chris Godwin he's got Cameron Brait I think he's got Scotty Miller Scotty Miller one he probably won't use Scotty Miller now because he's got everyone else back I think the only player he doesn't have is Russell Gage (laughs) at this moment in time I'm with you the only my only fear is um, is that backdoor cover is the fact that the Cleveland Browns can get things going like Jacoby Brissett hasn't been terrible this season he has been able to get the ball to Amari Cooper he has been able to get the ball to Donovan Peoples-Jones he's got David Njoku back who's had an impressive season at tight end and that is my fear for this one so I would be much more tempted just to kind of get Tampa Bay at money line maybe put them in a acca with someone else but Mm. yeah realistically I'm with you I'm with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers maybe even just get it down to three just shave off that half point because I do expect Tampa Bay to come away with the victory 
Bad week last week for unders now, it has to be said. My unders did mm. not come off. And even last night, I thought the Vikings-Patriots game was going to go under. What a performance that was by Mac Jones. I really was not expecting that. What was it? Three touchdowns, 382 yards yeah, or something. He needed that. He needed that. He What's did. happened to the uh, in the unders monarchy then, the unders king of Plumpton, when there's a bad week? What does, what does the unders king of Plumpton do? Uh, does he call a public holiday to try and boost morale? Uh, is it the other way around? Are you quite draconian king when the unders don't drop? How do you approach it? Uh, I double down. Nat, realistically, I think that if you have a bad week for unders, that means that the value is going to be there the next week. And I think you get excited as you possibly can about going into a week where you try and well, basically, you hope for everyone else to have a really bad time and you can sit there sort of sadistically enjoying terrible football. There's quite a lot of uh, weather reports and quite a lot of weather issues. Oh, you're doing weather. Yeah, this weekend, quite a few rain games. The guru, you did FFS with the guru this, this week, didn't you? So he basically filled you in on the weather. I don't suspect you've done any research at all on it. No, of course I haven't. I don't believe in weather. I find out weather at the time. Although, that being said, we were mm. completely and utterly robbed last week of the Buffalo Bills game not being in six uh, what was it six feet of snow like I thought that was ridiculous that they moved it to Detroit and it was what was it the Bills Cleveland game absolutely outrageous I, I love nothing more than a good snow game so I thought that was insane Yeah, but yeah James did they overcome in did they overcome in when they moved it I can't remember what the line was we uh, about the so good, yeah so realistically so it was at 43 when they, they thought it was going to be a snow game and then they moved it back up to 49 and I think it just went under from my memory I think it might have been mm. 20, yeah I think it was let me just double check but it's yeah, uh, I can't remember because so if you got it at 43 when it was snow-tastic then you, that bet of course would be an honour when it got moved so you mm. would have been uh, I think what they do is if there's something as drastic as that I think they void all bets at that point do they? Oh, yeah ruthless. I think so ruthless so, so yeah it is ruthless but I think at the same time for all those because, because so many people would have come in on the under that would be in the issue mm. oh, it did go over it was 31-23 oh. so yeah it did go oh, it went comfortably cool. over yeah which yeah, I think yeah. but I think people were expecting that as soon as it got moved to Detroit which is in a dome and the Buffalo Bills again obviously playing in the exact same stadium last mm. last night as well and looking impressive so what they put up 31 they put Bills have gone 30-31-28 so that offence is definitely rolled but yeah, the Cleveland Browns, I can't see them getting the victory against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The only thing obviously you have is the narrative of Jacoby Brissett. Is he playing for his mm. next job in the league? Is he playing mm -hmm. for this job in Cleveland? So he will be very much motivated going into this one with a lot of eyes on him as well, considering it is a big matchup against Tom Brady and the Bucs, his old teammate. So it's an interesting game, but I do, I'm with you now. I think the Bucs should be able to get the job done. You know what? You've made some great points. There are a number of things to alarm that because when I first looked at this three, which is an important line anyway, but three and a half, as you rightly say, you've got to look at the number. And I understand why quite a lot of the pros are probably in on that. The Brissette last stand concerns me, but by week, I've been saying the Bucks are going to time it right this season. I am calling it early. Prop O. Bucks, three and a half, my Drew Lock of the Week. Oh, so you're sticking with the, I think it's always like when you're on the back foot, which let's be honest, what are you, two and nine? Hey, uh, still time, still time to get to 500. <laughs> I see, uh, two and nine, I think you're definitely on the back foot, but I like what you're doing, which is you're going with the Patriots, who are obviously stalwarts in the game of covering spreads, and, and Tom Brady, who of course is legendary for doing the exact same thing. So I like what you're doing. I think there's it's that. smart. I, there's that. There's the you know both the Patriots looks were 
against Zach Wilson, sophomore Belichick versus sophomore quarterbacks, uh, which I wrote about for SBK this week, actually, the whole Jets benching Zach Wilson and a huge call that that is because if the Jets are competitive, if if Mike White is competitive, I don't think there's any way back to Wilson. And that is a massive, massive write-off. The number two overall pick a year ago, well, you know, he's in his second year. They're writing him off after two years when they've done exactly the same thing with Sam Darnold. I mean, dysfunction central, frankly, uh, a huge, huge call. Also, just a very quick one on this propo. I was watching the press conference with Zach Wilson. Everybody was raving about and Gen Z nonsense and players these days and all of that. I didn't think he, I didn't think it, it was that bad. I watched the, watched the whole presser, right? Well, I, I don't know if actually it was the whole presser, but I watched about five minutes of it. I'm assuming it was the whole, the whole presser. The last comment he made at the end, which is what everybody's reported, which is, you know, do you think you let down your defense? And he said, no, but he was talking about, the, they asked him, do you think your offense let down the defense? Is, and he was so he's caught in a bit of a bind there because uh, and yeah okay he could have said you know I didn't perform well but he just spent five minutes saying look I hadn't played didn't play particularly well but it was tough conditions we just got to go again and he was I feel in a bind with that question because if he says yeah my offense his line his receivers every all of his crew are going to be like thanks skipper. He, he could have put his neck on the line, I guess, but it would have contradicted the narrative nah. that he just pushed it before. I don't think it's as bad as all that. Come on, don't. Nah. You're, you're about to dive in and just say he is. Petulant, yeah, so, I mean, nah. you, how obvious, nah. how obvious nah. is that answer, realistically? I mean, if even if I had a team of people helping me pick, yeah, and we did edge rush, and you went ten and zero one week, and I went zero and ten, which is effectively what happened with that performance from an offense compared to a defense. The defense holding the Patriots to only three points, and the offense only being able to put up three points. And I had a team around me who were helping me pick the games, and I still went zero and ten. And someone asked me the question in the post edge rush press conference: <laughs> Did you let Nat Coombs down this week? I would say. Uh, sorry, did your team let Nat Coombs down this week? I would take full responsibility for that. Oh, that is the sure job. You would. That's but that's the job of the quarterback, isn't it? Realistically, that is the job of that position. It's the most important position in sport, and I think that Zach Wilson needed to realise that the responsibility and the accountability he needed to take from that performance because a lot mm. of it did come down to him. And I think the problem is if he isn't aware of that or at least not even aware of that to say it in a press conference, then is he going to be the person to turn it around, so to speak? So I think you can get a little insight into the character there. Yes, I agree with Mike Colson that we can't all be psychologists and can't all psychoanalyze players. <laughs> but I think Dr. the problem, yeah, exactly. But I think the problem with Zach Wilson is he hasn't, demonstrated so far in his quite short NFL career that responsibility and that mm. accountability for his actions and for you his poor play. You just nailed it though. He's a short career. I just don't think it's... But I just think Salah's come out and said... Yeah, but Salah's come out and said that his career is not over here. Like I, they obviously might draft a quarterback next year, but at the same time, I don't think they're necessarily completely out on Zach Wilson. I think what they're realizing is that they put him in too soon last season. And I think mm -hmm. they're realizing that he isn't necessarily ready for this job, both, both on the field and off the field. And that they need mm -hmm. to give him the rest of this season to kind of get right, because they're not going to lose output. They're not going to lose performance by putting Mike White in because we've seen how bad Zach Wilson has been so far this season. So what they do is they give him the rest of the season and, 
get him out the spotlight, work on his game, work on his media training as well, clearly. <laughs> yeah. And then... Put in his contract. Him, yeah, exactly. And then get him back in for the start of next season, give him a fresh start and see if he can be a success in this league. Obviously, the likes of Ben Isaacs, a lot of people predicting that there is no chance of that. But at the same time, like I don't think it's completely over for him in New York. Okay, all right. That is a fair argument. Um, leads us kind of nicely into our next game, Saints 49ers, because here's a question for your propo. It's Jimmy Garoppolo, the starting quarterback in San Francisco next season. Ooh, that is a good question. Uh, I think they'll definitely go with Trey Lance, won't they? Definitely? They've invested too much in him. And also... This Jimmy G thing, this Jimmy G thing, Jimmy G is a little bit <laughs> like Kirk Cousins in that sense where one week he looks superb, he looks brilliant and he looks like an NFL quarterback, a top tier NFL quarterback and then the next week he will look abject and you'll have all the 49ers fans on Twitter losing their yeah. minds over yeah. how bad he is and how much he is holding this team back. And yes, he looks much better by having McCaffrey in this offense but the 49ers... Like, if they have Kittle, Ayuk, Samuel, McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell all at their disposal, I think you could take quite a few mediocre quarterbacks and get high performance from them. But it's just whether if they can keep all of those players healthy, then of course Jimmy G is going to be able to have success because he's got that wealth of riches. I just think that they invested too much in Trey Lance and they didn't see enough of yeah. him to... to and he's quite a hard quarterback season. to move because it was a raw pick, right? So exactly. as in, you know, a kind of very fitted pick to Shanahan. It's not as if you've got... although. You know, I guess what is a prototypical um, QB in the NFL these days, right? But yeah, and we we haven't there isn't enough on him. I mean, I think I mean that's interesting. If they did, say the Jets did try and ship Zach Wilson, you would assume there'll be more suitors for him, kind of like there were for Donald. That 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 worked out well than than necessarily Trey Lance because we just have no idea at all, right? Uh, I I I I take your point. You know, Garoppolo is surrounded by riches, including, of course, one of the, with the great offensive minds of his generation. And with this 49ers offense and bringing us back to the game, the line is what, nine and a half the spread? Nine and a half spread, yeah. So again, another difficult number. I mean, I think it's it's pretty clear that the, the 49ers straight up, it's at home, straight up winners. Are you looking at the line, at the spread and thinking tempted at all given the the juggernaut style offense we're starting to see this is a classic you've got to buy low sell high here now and i've got to sell <laughs> nice. I've, yeah i've got to sell the 49ers here this high i don't think mm. you've seen sort of fandom like it on the tuesday morning after that game against the arizona cardinals who i got into on ffs can't tackle they were completely pathetic when it came to defense i thought the arizona cardinals but it made the 49ers look brilliant they are brilliant but I think they made them look a little bit more brilliant and this would be a scalp for this New Orleans Saints team that have had a very very poor season to be said but I don't think they deserve to be nine and a half point underdogs going up against the San Francisco 49ers yes the New Orleans Saints haven't been able to get anything going on the ground so that is a huge issue going up a 49ers team who are excellent at defending the run who are pretty much excellent at all parts they are a very much complete team but at the same time we've seen some pretty impressive offense at certain points from the New Orleans Saints, from Andy Dalton. He's got his weapons back. He's got Alvin Kamara. Chris Olave is obviously an emerging star in this league. And I think you have to look at this as one of those instances where everyone's on the 49ers. Everyone's now picking the 49ers for the Super Bowl. I think we've had like a record amount of bets for the 49ers to win the whole thing this season as well. And 
I always have to sort of remind myself instinctively, you want to back the 49ers in this spot because they look so impressive. That's exactly the moment to back the New Orleans Saints because you know the value is going to be on the Saints. Okay, it makes, excuse me, a lot of sense. Uh, What's the quality of the over, Nat? What do you think about the over? 43, you're obviously an over guy. I think that's quite low considering that... The Saints defensively haven't been playing that well, and and I think the Forty Nineers will be able to put up points with how like how insane they are on offense with all of those kinds of players. And then obviously you've got the New Orleans Saints being relatively impressive as well. I think forty three is quite low. I think that would be my play on this, and I might actually take it at four. Why is that? Feels like a that feels like a trap. Why have they set it at forty three? I can't. I can't understand that. Because I, I, I don't think they're, they're expecting the Saints to pop at any, uh, any point whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you look at, actually, it's a good point. Let me just see. I don't know if you've got it open. Just looking at what the team total uh, is for the Saints. Here we go. So they are suggesting that, uh, where are we? Yeah. So 17. Wow. Uh, in fact, yeah. So that's a 43. Yeah, I might be looking at that. I might be looking at 43 because I think they'll get something going on that. But I, and, but definitely much more than nine and a half. Uh, that is messy. Um, okay. Why don't we, before we get into our third game, have our second Drew Lock of the Week, courtesy of the excellent and the 100% striking Tom Collins. Did somebody say 4-0 with my Drew Lock of the Week? Let's make it 5-0. It's becoming increasingly difficult to run against this Washington Commanders defense. They gave up just 38 rushing yards against Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon of the Packers in week seven, kept Jonathan Taylor to 76 yards on 16 carries in week eight. The Vikings gained just 56 yards on 22 carries in week nine, and the Texans managed just 21 rushing yards on 16 attempts in week 11. The Commanders are also the only side to keep the Philadelphia Eagles under 100 rushing yards in a game, and they've done it twice this season. They've won five of their last six games and now face the Atlanta Falcons, a team that relies on running the ball to win. Even more focus will be on their ground game now that star tight end Carl Pitts has moved to injured reserve. And if they can't get Tyler Algier and Cordero Patterson going, this could easily become a blowout. The commander's offense is starting to find its rhythm and with a powerful two-pronged attack in the backfield, Terry McLaurin and Logan Thomas making plays deep and Taylor Heineke finding his groove, Washington should take advantage of a poor Falcons D and win this game comfortably. Take the commanders minus four against the Atlanta Falcons in their 6pm kickoff on Sunday. Firstly, love Tom Collins, enjoying SBK Edrush Extra. Go and uh, check that out. We'll put a link in the bio. It sits on YouTube. There's a pod as well. If you look out uh, for the SBK uh, betting pod, we drop that every week, the extra picks on there. Love his work. Love the fact he is nailing it. Got a little bit of Zach Wilson style arrogance at the top there, like reminding us that he's 4-0 and and wants to go 5-0. and <laughs> Do you, mean you pick that up? I mean, he is obviously a Gen Zer as well. Yeah, uh, I did pick it up, but if you were 4-0 now, you'd do the exact same thing. We'd never hear the end of it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Uh, so he, yeah, he likes Washington and, and a lot of buzz about Washington and, the, and particularly their D as he uh, rightly outlined at the top. What do you think of that? Are you on the Tom? It'd be crazy to back against Tom Collins, right? It would be crazy to back against Tom Collins. Do you know what's interesting is instinctively, you would think the Atlanta Falcons getting four points going against the Commanders obviously we said it last week Taylor Heineke is usually due a bad game this is a weather game it's meant to be horrendous in Washington this weekend which might favour the run game but the fact that they are so stout against the run the fact this defence is now balling and returning to that 
sort of level we saw a couple of seasons ago, that does seem like it's a very good matchup for the Washington Commanders going up against the Falcons if they can stop. Arthur Smith, I think, is very creative and I back him to be able to get something going with the likes of Cordero Patterson and the other two backs there. But I don't know. It's an interesting one. I actually, do you know what? I think I'm with Tom Collins. I think he's just, he has just flipped my mind. He has just completely, I am now going with Tom Collins, I think. I think I like Washington in the spot. Spot, this is it. Propo. This is the Tom Collins factor. Right? It is. Yeah. He, uh, he is very convincing. Uh, if um, I look at this season and my Drew Locks, I like to think of myself as Christian Watson. <laughs> so. <laughs> Christian Watson caught 10 passes in the first nine games of the season, but he's had five touchdowns in the last two games. You see? You see where I'm going with this, Propo? Well, yeah, but you haven't had five Drew Locke wins in the past two two weeks. I mean, you, you've gone one well, and I one. You've gone one and one in the past two weeks. You mentioned some of the other picks I've nailed in the past. I've nailed the Taylor Heineke Yaka. I've nailed the whatever we're calling the Baker. Thing. When did you nail the Taylor Heineke Yaka? I definitely nailed the Taylor Heineke Yaka at some point in the last month. <laughs> yeah, like one. I like, yeah. I like How many two you, to one. How many yeah. you got? Yeah, yeah. what's my, what's my Drew Lock of the week? What's my Drew Lock record now, realistically? Oh, okay. All right. We're, we're going to get there, are we? Well, I'm just, I'm starting to lead towards... Uh, You're two the, and uh, nine, Nat. <laughs> this season, all. <laughs> You're the only person in the, in the history of NFL tipping who counts last season's record as if well. If I'm listening to this show and thinking, am I going to back what these guys are saying I would absolutely want to know what happened last season as well <laughs> I, don't, I think at this point Nate, we definitely know that yeah. no one is backing what we're saying now <laughs> no one's backing what I'm saying anyway they're just here for Tom Collins they're just, they're just here for Tom let's be honest alright let's talk um, let's talk Packers a last chance saloon there we go there's five in the uh, charity box uh, for Green Bay and my uh, another one of my uh, incisive, insightful picks of the Packers are still making the playoffs. They, we talked about this actually on SBK Edge Rush Extra. If they don't, uh, if they don't get the win against the Eagles, then their odds of making the playoffs three <laughs> percent. So wow. this is. Yeah, I mean, they're not making the playoffs, surely, anyway. Are they getting the win and the upset here, though? They are, what, six and a half point dogs. That's a key number, isn't it? Yeah, it is. An in- obviously, just under a touchdown. It seems like the right number as well, realistically, I think, considering that, obviously, the Green Bay Packers have struggled stopping the run so far this season, going up against this Eagles team with Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders. It looks like a bad matchup for the Packers. But at the same time, the Eagles, obviously, having to bring two defensive tackles in off the street last week, including Ndomoku Sue. Interesting, interesting prospect for the Green Bay Packers because if they can get the ground game going, it does seem as simple, doesn't it? Is when the Green Bay Packers win, it's because of Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, and when they yeah. lose, it's seemingly because they put they've taken well, they haven't given the ball enough to Aaron Jones or AJ Dillon. And I think if they do rely on those two in this game, I think we can see some success for the Green Bay Packers. There's obviously the narrative surrounding Green Bay as to whether they've checked out, to whether the veteran players aren't interested in this season anymore. So will they be motivated going up against the Philadelphia? Eagles team that are rolling right now obviously struggling a couple of a little bit over the past two weeks but still they are definitely one of the best teams in the NFL all across the board Green Bay 2-6 and six against the spread in their last eight games seemingly the market still values them a little bit too highly they are 1-5 and five straight up in their last six road games it's an interesting game but I can't look past the Green Bay Packers here now purely because they're getting six and a half points I don't expect 
the veterans or any of these players to give up on the season. As you said, the season is definitely over if they lose this game. It's prime time. These guys are still mm-hmm. paid a lot of money to play this game. There will be a lot of motivation considering how much slander there is against this team, against all of these talented defensive players as well. And I think they will be able to get stuff going on the offense. Yes, they lost to the Tennessee Titans, but the Titans played brilliantly. And I think Rodgers is starting to enjoy having the likes of Christian Watson, as you've already said, enjoying Alan Lazard, enjoying Robert Tony. I think this offense is actually getting going, but just at the wrong time of the season and a little bit too late. I think six and a half points is a lot considering this Eagles team are struggling against the run at this moment in time. I think that you have Jared Alexander who might be able to take away AJ Brown, who is a big threat for all the Philadelphia Eagles. They haven't looked as good without Dallas Goddard specifically last week and when he went out against Washington. Mm. He's clearly very important in both the passing game big and loss. the blocking Couldn't game. Yeah, so that's a huge loss for them. And I think taking him away, if they can stop AJ Brown I think the Green Bay Packers have a good chance I don't think to win this game but to keep it under six and a half points yeah it's a compelling argument I really like the Packers in this spot as well I think there is a chance there is a chance that they if they're going to keep it competitive they're going to keep within the the number I think there's a chance they can win this out right I think this is one of those games that as we've said a, a few times and particularly for all the reasons you've outlined if they if they do lean on the ground game more if Rodgers turns up and it's virtuoso Rogers, which I don't think is outside the realms of possibility at this stage of the season. He has built up this rapport with Watson. There's a lot of emphasis on his errant throws because they're so uncharacteristic, but there's a lot of fluency about Rogers' play at times as well. So it's not as if he's fallen off a cliff uh, as a player and would never reclaim that. And it's the kind of spot with everything, all the swirling narratives around Rogers this season. Sunday night football prime time, he would just go out there in the zone. It might be Your what bake. are we calling it? Oh, yeah, the Baker, Baker yeah. bold pick because that's what's going to be. I, I think I think I'm going to go there. I think I'm going to go with the Baker bold pick of the Packers straight up. Yeah, like that. You've, uh, you've put a strong argument for why I think they're going to keep it tight. Keep it tight. I reckon they could. I'm not convinced about Philly at the moment. Um, and yeah, uh, Sue and Limbaugh. Who, who was it? Sue. They brought in Sue and Limbaugh Joseph, right? Yes. So, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm going there. I'm going there. Baker Bowl pick is the Packers money line. I like the Baker Bowl pick. My Baker Bowl pick is because mm. we usually do one, uh, one sort of slightly more likely one and then a little bit more of an outrageous one. My Baker mm. Bowl pick is the Jacksonville Jaguars to beat the Baltimore Ravens at home this week. Six o'clock start. Baltimore Ravens obviously looked shaky against the Carolina Panthers last week. Not able to get much going on offense. They weren't able to get Mark Andrews going, which is a rarity for the Baltimore Ravens. They won't be able to get the run game going and they won't be able to this week, I don't think either, because the Jags have been excellent against the run so far this season. And I think that at home, the Jacksonville Jaguars off a bye week. I think you might see the good side of Trevor Lawrence. Yes, mm. Marlon Humphrey's got a bad matchup against, um, I mean, sorry, Chris, Christian Kirk's got a bad matchup against Marlon Humphrey, but I think they might be able to get things going elsewhere on offense. Obviously, Travis Etienne is absolutely rolling right now in both the passing game and the running game. So yeah, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars, there is a chance they beat the Baltimore Ravens. So that's my Baker Bowl pick with a little sprinkle now. A little sprinkle of the Saints to beat the San Francisco 49ers. I just think there's a lot of value there. So I might take a little bit of money line action on that just because everyone's so high on the 49ers. You never quite know. 
49 is proper. That is bold. There we go. Three Baker Bowl picks then. I'm trying to work out whether you, which one is the, well, definitely the Saints is the most outlandish, but the out of the, out of our two, probably the Packers, right? Yeah, the Packers just because they're away from home is in Philly. So I think that is slightly that is more outlandish. Yeah, is there okay. any sprinkle? Have you got a sprinkle? Do you think the Rams might beat the Chiefs? Mm, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I don't think I don't really feel strongly about Texans uh, to be the Dolphins. <laughs> Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. Nope, I don't think so. I don't think there's anything else. I'm going to back Rogers and the Packers in my Baker Bold. Right, we've got to wrap things up uh, with, we still got to do your propose, prop bets of the week. Uh, uh, Taylor Heineke Yacker, is that still with Tom? That, of course, is still with Tom. Mm. So let's get that right now. Our week 11, Acker cashed in on Sunday at just over two to one. So we have a few coins to play with heading into week 12. The first team I'm taking in Sunday's three-team accumulator is the Washington Commanders, for many reasons previously outlined in my Drew Lock of the Week. Their defence is one of the best in the league, they've won five of their last six games and can shut down the Falcons' run game early. Second up is the Carolina Panthers to beat the Denver Broncos. The Broncos are actually two and a half point favourites in this matchup, but this figures to be a really close game. The Broncos have only scored more than 16 points twice this year and won't be beating that number against Carolina's talented defence. Denver are also 1-4 on the road and have lost six one-score games this season. Carolina's issues have been at quarterback, but Sam Darnold's getting a crack this week and he can't do much worse than Baker Mayfield and PJ Walker. Maybe his addition will be the spark this offence needs and they can win as underdogs. We'll keep it simple for the final pick, the 49ers to beat the New Orleans Saints at a short price. Much like Buffalo last week, this is the banker home selection to complete the ACA. Just to confirm, the three selections for this week's ACA are the Washington Commanders to beat the Atlanta Falcons, the Carolina Panthers to beat the Denver Broncos, and the San Francisco 49ers to beat the New Orleans Saints. The trouble pays at just under 3-1 to one with SBK. Obviously not particularly big on your Baker Bowl pick. Uh, it's my sprinkle. It's my sprinkle, <laughs> and it sprinkle. is my sprinkle. Okay. It's my sprinkle. It so sprinkle. it's yeah. So it's like not my hundreds and thousands. It yeah, was, uh, exactly. It's it's very different. But the major headline from that, Sam. Mm. He's backing Sam Darnold to beat the Broncos. Sam Darnold's back. Of course he is. I mean, next week Josh Rosen's going to be starting the NFL. <laughs> frankly. Uh, the, uh, yeah, that's a big call. Darnold, my God, that's a bold call from, from Tom Collins. We need to give Tom Collins a nickname. I mean, you're yeah, proper. We, we need do. To, yeah, we need to find, suggest, the gang suggest uh, on social at the NC show, Tom Collins blazing, what are we calling him? Uh, at the NC show, let us know. Crystal we'll Collins. Crystal Collins. <laughs> <laughs> we could do better than that gang, surely. <laughs> at the NC show. Uh, that's the Taylor Hadigiaka. We got to do propos, prop bets that we can then, of course. The headline act, Propos, Drew Lock of the Week. Take it away. <laughs> so my prop bets of the week this week, I am going to go with a start with Mike Evans, have a big game against Keevan Browns. I don't think they have anyone in that secondary who can match up against him. And I think the number 58 and a half yards is simply too low for a man who has been, yes, not had his best season so far with Tom Brady. But I think off that bye week, they've probably just been spending every day together, especially now Tom Brady's single. I think he's probably spending more time with Mike Evans than ever. And I think realistically, they're going to have a big week. And that number is simply too low going up against a Cleveland Browns secondary that hasn't been able to stop anyone of note in recent weeks. Going for an, uh, a touchdown bet in the Green Bay Packers Philadelphia Eagles game. I think Aaron Jones is going to have a big game. So I think he will score a touchdown, whether it's in the passing game, whether it's in the running game. He has a great opportunity going up against this Eagles team that I think has struggled against running backs in recent weeks. And my final one is 
is a little bit of value on this one. We mentioned it in FFS. He, uh, Sandrini, the wise Sandrini, the guru, has got him in his team of the week. It is Gerald Everett to score a touchdown against the Arizona Cardinals. He hasn't scored one since week four, so you're going to get extra value. But the Arizona Cardinals could not stop tight ends to save their life. We saw that with George Kittle on Monday night. He managed to get two touchdowns, and I think that Gerald Everett, you'll get a decent price on him. So there's a lot of value on that one. So those are my three prop bets. Love that prop. Oh, the Unders King of Plumpton. Uh, your Drew Lock of the Week. You're going to laugh so much at this one. <laughs> do, you want to, do you want to try and guess? Do you want to try and guess? You haven't gone against my Drew Lock of the Week. No, 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 no. no. Okay. It okay. is, I mean, this is, this is one of the funniest plays I think I've ever made in my entire life. Uh, it's, it is going to be the least entertaining game, I think, by a country mile. Okay. I'm not... So you're go- yeah. Are you, you're not going... Mm. Well, if you say least entertaining, you, you're looking at Broncos, Broncos Panthers? The lowest no. under total, I think, of the past three seasons. Oh my God, it is. 36. And I'm going under. You're going... <laughs> of course I've got 36 are. and a half in front of me. That half is critical, Matt. Oh, okay, fine. We'll give you the 36 half. and a half. I think it's the lowest total of the past like three seasons. But I mean, even with Sam Darnold, these are two teams who are very strong defensively and horrendous <laughs> offensively. Surely, surely no one else is going to be backing this. So I think there's actually going to be value on it. And I yeah. just, I can't, I mean, in what world did either of these teams score 20 points? I think it'd be interesting if you're the only person in the world on the under. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might really be. It's so low. It's such a low number. But Denver Broncos, I mean, I think I said this um, last week. I can't remember if it was FFS or Edge Rush. If they had scored 18 points through the first 10 weeks of the season in every single game, they would have been 8-1. and one. They are so bad offensively, so good defensively. Carolina Panthers are exactly the same. We saw a great defensive performance from them last week against the Baltimore Ravens. They're at home. I don't actually hate the pick from Tom uh, Crystal Collins that he that, uh, for the Carolina to beat the Denver Broncos. I think there's a good chance, but I think either way it's going to be a very low scoring game. Well, we will be watching that keenly as Sam Donald scrambles in for his third touchdown. <laughs> Over the day, I'm going to be laughing, laughing, laughing and sending you all kinds of, because uh, we're not doing the show together this Sunday. You're going to be in studio uh, on TalkSport 2. I've got, I'm on World Cup duties. This uh, this World Cup show I'm doing, unfortunately, is taking me out of that one. But uh, we will be, I'm sure, proper <laughs> messaging each other as our Drew Locks hopefully, hopefully play out because that's what we want outside of our own uh, self-aggrandizing and pride the reason we're rolling out the Drew Locks is hopefully so you guys can get in on the action and uh, and share some winnings. Although if you do, always uh, be responsible with it. Everything in moderation, as the saying goes. Prop O, fine work, my friend. Look after yourself and I'll check in with you. Well, for the Iron Mike show on Monday, right? You going to turn up for that one? Uh, probably not. Uh, realistically, uh, if anyone is going to join me on the under with the Denver Broncos and Carolina Panthers mm. game, just, just get in touch at Oli Thornton 10 mm. on uh, Twitter and at the NC show because I think if anyone does we've got to ride this one together because it's going to be uh, it's going to be that. interesting love that are you on the under with Propo let us know uh, as he says at Oli Thornton 10 at the NC show alright let's get out of Dodge it's five pounds we'll see you tomorrow Sports Social Podcast Network 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.